0: 6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Wanted to get into this. You've been hearing about it throughout the day in our newscasts. Extraordinary times call for extraordinary measures. And that time is now. Those are the words the closing line of a statement issued today by the Canadian Medical Association. It's calling for urgent measures like fri- firebreaker lockdowns in Alberta and Saskatchewan to protect our health care systems. The CMA wants Premier Kenny and Premier Mo to close schools and non-essential businesses as COVID-19 hospitalization set daily records and intensive care capacity runs out. Well, you know that yesterday Premier Kenny told a news conference updating the situation in the province. Um, you know, he he rejected calls for a firebreak. You heard it all live right here on 630 Chad, Dr. Ann Collins is the immediate past president of the Canadian Medical Association. Dr. Collins, welcome back to the show. Thank you. How do you describe what you're seeing in Alberta and Saskatchewan right now? Well, I can tell you that after 35 years as a
1: medical practitioner and 19 months into this pandemic, I've not heard nor felt the gut wrenching sense of dread that we are hearing from our frontline colleagues. Um, we keep using the word unprecedented in this pandemic, uh-huh. and I think what we're seeing now in uh, some provinces like Alberta and Saskatchewan goes beyond that.
0: The Premier, when asked about a uh, firebreak yesterday, said his government needs more time to see if recently announced rules are working. He said the lockdown, uh, another one, uh, would unduly, or more restrictions, let's put it this way, because we really haven't been in a lockdown, but more restrictions would unduly punish people who have been vaccinated while probably having no effect on the 17% of eligible Albertans who have so far resisted getting even one shot i want you to take a listen to this for a moment i think by definition we we know that that group of the population is the least likely to comply uh, with any public health measures so it is a it is a uh, paradox uh, and there's no easy solution to it what do you say to that dr collins i say it's time to take the
1: politics out of the talk uh we need a full-on attack uh, with what this virus is now presenting us Um, and our call for a circuit breaker, uh, includes all measures, uh, ramping up vaccination, uh, efforts, uh, call for mandatory vaccines, particularly in healthcare settings, mandatory masks, uh, and really doing everything we can to continue to encourage all Canadians for, to wear masks, um, physically distance and and keep your contacts small we need to use everything we have in
0: our chest um, to to fight this virus dr collins you you've touched on a number of things that i want to ask you about i mean we talk about uh, another uh you know a fire break a circuit breaker there's a lot of folks out here that are that are worried if we have to go through another one, that the economy just won't handle it, that the businesses won't survive, that they can't go through another one. What do you say to those who are very concerned about that?
1: We're concerned about that as well. No question. But let me put it to you this way. A healthy economy needs a healthy health care system, no matter where you live in this country. And our healthcare workers, those frontline workers, are at or beyond their limits and we just can't pluck them from trees they are highly specialized individuals and we need to do what we can to support them not only what they're they're not only dealing with um uh very sick patients not just with covid but with everything else that afflicts people they're now being uh, harassed and bullied so we're also calling on canadians to to support our healthcare workers, to do what they can, not just for themselves, but for our system. And as I said, without that system being healthy, robust, we
0: can't have a healthy economy. Uh, Dr. Ann Collins joining me this afternoon, the immediate past president of the Canadian Medical Association. And uh, you, you touched on a few of the other um, suggestions, what you'd like to see or what the CMA would like to see. You touched on, uh, you know, increasing vaccination rates through mandatory Vaccination in healthcare settings. I want to ask you about that because I hear a lot of concern from my listeners saying, "Aren't you afraid of losing highly trained or, or people who we need right now um, to mandatory vaccinations?" People who are saying, "I don't want this" and are, are willing to walk.
1: Look, our first obligation should always be to our patients. We, we have a duty to care. Um, to our patients and to each other within our professions. And so we have to continue to call for this. It is a risk without question. But this is um, a time like no other that we've seen, um, and we we all have to do our part
0: you had uh, touched on um, the mobility of healthcare workers between the provinces we know Alberta uh, has been in in conversation with other provinces about possibly seeing uh, some movement uh, between um, you know for example Newfoundland and Labrador uh, Mm -hmm. possibly at one time there was BC as well in Ontario the Health Minister there Christine Elliott said they'd be willing to work on that what challenges does that present how difficult is that to to organize and to have happen I mean having a, an ICU nurse from I don't know kids in Toronto show up at the Royal Alex Hospital in Edmonton is that hugely challenging or is it fairly seamless
1: so we've seen it happen before we saw it happen in the spring of this year with uh, healthcare care professionals from uh, Newfoundland and Labrador going to Ontario to help when they were in uh, crisis mode There are challenges around um, licensing and portability of your license in the province, between provinces, excuse me. But again, that's where we're calling on government. We've seen that governments have been able to make other things happen very quickly and seamlessly during the pandemic. So that's where the call is there to do what to remove or reduce whatever barriers that would um, prevent that from happening.
0: Uh, you talked about uh, the harassment of health care workers. We've seen it outside of, of hospitals, certainly here in Edmonton. We've seen it in Vancouver. Uh, just a short time ago, Alberta Health Services put out a tweet saying that physicians and staff in some of the Edmonton zone's intensive care units are receiving harassing phone calls to their units from people questioning patient numbers and capacity. HS goes on to say it is unacceptable for anyone to harass our staff and physicians. It's never acceptable. It's un- fathomable unfathomable now i can't believe that it's gotten this far that someone would stoop that low to call an icu in this province to harass a healthcare worker at any time let alone now uh, when you hear this what does that say to you it tells me that
1: um first of all we we cannot control how people behave and and how they think but i also think that we we're all tired we've all been in this for for so very long and people's uh, resistance and resilience has reached um, an all-time low but having said that those people need to be reminded that we're almost all guaranteed that at some point in our life we're going to require uh, the care um, of a healthcare care provider be it in an icu hopefully not or after a minor surgery, or for any type of ailment. And so that's totally misdirected. Um, Any question around public policy and procedure and numbers, uh, if it needs to be directed at all, should be directed elsewhere, not at those that are at their limit now, uh, caring not just for COVID patients, but for other patients who have um, serious illness, trauma, And and in many cases, because of the pandemic, have presented late in their diagnosis Mm. um, and are struggling. And and at the same time, these these folks are are colleagues, they're frontline workers. They're acting as family, pseudo family to many
0: of these patients. Mm. It's totally inappropriate. Um, and needs to stop Dr. Collins before I let you go um, we know that healthcare workers frontline workers burnt out they are at um, you know yeah they are they are maxed right out right now we know that there are so many patients in this province that have had surgeries delayed that people are wondering what's next what do you believe this health system looks like when this fourth wave is over
1: well, we've, we're in part experiencing that right now, uh, as you've alluded to, seeing so many more people having their surgeries canceled. Uh, and, and these aren't trivial surgeries in many, many cases. They're, they're cancer surgeries. They're surgeries for long-standing pain um, issues. Um, and what's, what's ahead? Well, sadly, I think it may be happening now in some instances, but if this doesn't get turned around, the next step is is the critical decision, the very gut-wrenching decision of deciding who gets care and who doesn't get care.
0: Dr. Ann Collins, always appreciate your times time. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. Thanks very much for having me. Take care. Dr. Ann Collins is the immediate past president of the Canadian Medical Association. We know Premier Kenney yesterday saying that they continue to watch the modeling in this province that we expect the peak or by numbers that they're looking at right now, the peak of uh, you know capacity in the hospitals likely to happen in the third, fourth week of October. We're not over it yet.